Okay. We're going to call that good. So perfect. Oh, it's so perfect. It's really hard when your video freezes. <laughs> yeah, things are hard. Just because it's a new year does not mean things are just as hard. Life is really hard today. I just spent 30 minutes trying to figure out audio recording on my oh laptop. My gosh. Yeah, I started out this recording like the crabbiest of all crabbies. Mm-hmm, you sure did. It's been a day for us. It's been a day. What a day. What a time to be alive. Hi, my name is Ellen. And my name's Alyssa. And welcome to the Modern Singer Podcast. Oh, I stole your line. <gasps> new year. Oh my God. New year, new us, apparently. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even notice. To be honest, I didn't even notice. You said it. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Okay. Check off that box. <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little busy. I'm a little stressed. Um, so it's been six weeks since we released an episode. How's life? I know. What's happening? What's happening? Life. Life is good. Let's back up. Holidays were good for me. I had so much time off and it was so nice. I like did puzzles and ate lots of popcorn and it was like super rainy here in Phoenix. (coughs) Rainy here in Phoenix. So (laughs) I had to re-record that. I'm choking. It's raining here today. It's been super rainy, but my holiday was just so relaxing. I mean, I was genuinely... Like, I had a couple days where I had no stress whatsoever, and that never happens. But mm-hmm. now, um, fast forward a few weeks, I, I'm i really stressed going into show week and... It's Tosca, right? Doing some fun stuff behind the scenes. Tosca, yep. It's going to be a good one, but it's just, you know, it's a lot. Admin, everyone thinks admin, you know, is way cushier, but man, I got some 14-hour days I got my post-grad and arts admin. It's hard. Yeah, it's There's it's so many things. So, Everybody does a lot, you know, so, so we're gearing up for that. So was good. Now I'm a little stressed, but everything's still good. How are you? (laughs) I'm the exact opposite. So I didn't get any time off for the holidays. I worked the entire time. Um, We are recording this the second week of January. So I got last week off. It was my holiday vacation. Now I'm doing okay. I feel a lot calmer, but... I didn't have a chance to tell you yet. That's a lie. I mean, I definitely already told you. It's fine. I wanted to tell the <laughs> podcast, but I Heck yeah. I booked my official off-Broadway premiere. I'm super excited. I'm premiering a new Yay. work. It might be on my socials already. It might not. It's in New York. I'm super excited. It's a small little black box theater. I don't know how many shows we're going to do, but it's a show called Silencers. I'm premiering a new role, and I'm... So excited. The other fun things that happened for me are I am now the official, one of rather, the official vocal coaches for the Broadway Dance Center professional semester training program, which is really exciting. Ellen, I don't know if I actually told you that I did that. You didn't tell me that one. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm super excited. So I'm going to also be training a bunch of dancers in singer. uh, Nope. Words again. I'm going to be training a bunch of dancers how to sing, how to build their books, in real life, I'm super excited. So if you've ever wanted to work with me also, now's the time because I've got a bunch of coaching opportunities <laughs> popping up. I'm super excited. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I love I love that. Manifesting new and amazing things in the new year. I'm really just also making sure that my computer doesn't turn off again because yeah, I'm, I'm now like 
Well, like even like the sleep screen, because now I'm like paranoid that it's not recording. (laughs) It has been a day. Oh my gosh. I just spent 25 minutes trying to figure out why QuickTime stopped recording because originally Audacity stopped recording on me. No idea why that happened. Thank God it didn't do it in the middle. We recorded two trailers and it was fine. And then it stopped and I didn't do anything different. It was like, that's enough for me. I have so many questions. No answers, just questions. Just all questions. Oh, well. Oh my gosh, I wanted to talk about our new website that we launched. So it's live. It's live. We're live. It's We're live, baby, we live. There's a brand new website for you. It's a lot more user-friendly. We switched platforms. I'm super excited. I spent a lot of time designing it and it's beautiful i would love your feet go look at it go check it out it's got a lot of our articles are on there we're still in the process of transferring the last few over because we've got like 10 years of articles to transfer so it's taking us a little bit longer than we expected it's it's a lot we didn't notice there was that many we had no idea there were that many so go check it out Make sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter because that also went out recently. All new setup, new year, new us. But really, we said 2022 who? Honestly, last year for me personally sucked. Five minutes in, <laughs> I got I got a positive result for COVID. And then the second day, my mom's house burned down. Like 2022 sucked. Yeah, it was a bad year. Yeah. 2022 who? 2023 me and we? <laughs> still workshopping now and still workshopping. <laughs> That's staying in. But I have officially decided for me, 2023 is the year of boundaries. Ooh, I love it. It's my year of boundaries and asserting my personal boundaries. And because I'm like, I have a full time job. I have so many questions. So many questions. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have a word of the year? Ooh. I have mine. I've been workshopping it for a couple of weeks now. Okay, what's yours? Mine is receive. Oh, I like that. So for me, that is going to revolve a lot around receiving abundance. And I am officially going to say, you know what? 2023 is the year of receive. I'm going to receive a pay bump. I'm going to receive new roles. I'm going to receive new opportunities. I'm going to receive new messages. I'm super excited about it. Oh my gosh. I love the word. I have... I've never heard that you're a word for the year. I oh, I don't have a word. Well, you don't have to pick one right now. You can workshop it. Yeah, maybe I'll have one next time. But I don't. I don't have a word. But I do know that 2023, I'm not going to let my to do list and my like commit like my things that I have committed to do that are you know work related. I'm not going to let my to do list control my life because it is gives me paralyzing anxiety yes it does so maybe your year of 2023 maybe it is boundaries for you yeah it could be boundaries also boundaries for you know having an actual personal life boundaries not letting my to-do list items creep into my like downtime and my chill time boundaries to hold yourself accountable to keep your own self-care practice going yes yes Okay. Yeah, I like. Oh, I like boundaries for you. Yeah, boundaries can be great. Because yeah. boundaries is my theme. Yeah. Alexa, stop. She was like, boundaries. Boundaries are the thing that we're really bad at, but we're gonna be good. No, I had to have remind. <laughs> I had to have Alexa remind me to put lotion on after I got a tattoo two months ago. 
Alexa, Alyssa, moisturize. That's what <laughs> I should do. Moisturize for have your Google, Have Google yell at me, Ellen, did you drink enough water today? Ellen, you can do that. Did you eat lunch? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I have like, that. Legit might do that. I have alarms set on my phone to remind me when to eat lunch, reminders to drink water. Like I, like it pops up on my phone. Just reminders. I love it. I love it. Oh, also, did not tell you this. So, long, dramatic story. Ooh. Cut cut down. My dad was supposed to come for Christmas, or did come. Uh, spoiler. Mm-hmm. He did come. But um, he got caught up in that whole, like, Southwest flight thing. Oh, no. Ended up driving. So, my, my dad lives in St. Louis, Missouri, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So He, he drove, drove from St. Louis? True days. Yeah. And... Anyway, he ended up getting here. But the point I wanted to make is that I depressingly, I was so so depressed that I wasn't going to see my dad for Christmas and New Year's that I depressingly bought myself a 40-ounce Stanley. That is way too expensive. (laughs) Um, It came out to like $45. Jesus Christ for a cup? Oh, yeah. It was like 40 plus tax. But it's beautiful. And it's... It the so okay so it's forty ounces and the straw is just like a little whiter so I am drinking a lot more water so at you're least you're just using that, a smoothie and, straw that's longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely am. Yep, yep. And but I love it and it was like I had like a depression. Oh my god, I'm gonna buy myself for this because I'm not gonna see my dad for Christmas and New Year's and then he ended up like being here like a day later. But um, it was too expensive, but it was totally worth it. So I just wanted to show you my beautiful cup. And cheers to that, because I'm drinking <laughs> out of a some sort of sparkly cup that I got on. No, I got it in my FabFitFun box. Yeah, it's cute. Not an ad. Um, unless they want to. But it I can say, be, unless they. It, they can be. But <laughs> it's a blue sparkly cup that I am drinking wine out of. And I love it. Full disclosure, I'm on glass 2.5. I haven't eaten in the last four hours, so it's hitting me a little harder. I love that you're like, I'm so relaxed, and I had my relaxed time, and I'm drinking wine, and I'm like, I'm so freaking stressed. I haven't been relaxed, and I'm like, I'm drinking my big thing. I will say, we do a really good job of only one of us is usually stressed out at a time. That's true. We're good at we're good at balancing that. Oh, we're so balanced. Look at us go. We're so balanced. We're so balanced because we jump on a call and go, okay, who's crazy is more intact today? (laughs) Facts, though. (laughs) Like, that's facts. That person has to take the lead. Yeah, like, okay, you get to be be stressed today. I'll be balanced. (laughs) (laughs) I'll hold us together and accountable. Well, that was you today, but it's like... (laughs) Was definitely not me. That's okay. I actually feel relatively zen for being on day two back from vacation i actually feel like really zen now too like we've been recording we've been on the call for like an hour and a half now so um you're just listening to this now but we've been talking for like an hour and a half we had a meeting before this yeah but like before when i was on i was like okay and i have all this and i'm really sorry i'm like just really crabby right now and blah blah blah. and now i'm like i feel pretty good so that's nice that's that's your reminder to call your friend and talk to them when you always Always. Making adult friendships, making time for adult friendships, is really hard. Yeah, it is. Really hard. Really, really hard. But we need to do it. That's another thing we're doing in 2023. We're making time for our friends. 
Speaking of nothing retaining to this, what are we talking about today, Ellen? (laughs) Well, today we're talking about dealing with imposter syndrome, which I think is extremely relevant right now because, Mm -hmm. you know, new year, we're just getting out of audition season. If you've ever experienced feeling as if you are going to get fired or let go or even just found out for not being on top of your work as you should be, you're definitely not alone. Imposter syndrome affects so many of us, especially in the music world, where it seems unfair expectations of perfectionism are not only implied, but actually expected. So what is imposter syndrome? A recent study found that 7 in 10 people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. That's not just musicians. It's not just performers. It's everyone. Psychologist Susan Albert states, quote, It's the feeling that everyone else knows exactly what they're doing, but you feel lost. You have this fear that the people around you are going to figure out that you don't know what you're talking about and expose you as a fraud. So no matter how much evidence there is that we're successfully navigating our lives, jobs, and relationships, many of us hold false beliefs that we aren't actually as capable or smart as others think that we are. I mean, imposter syndrome isn't an actual diagnosis or a specified medical problem, but it is a pattern of thinking that can lead to self-doubt, negative self-talk, and missed opportunities. To quote Dr. Albers again, The original imposter syndrome study in the 1970s revolved around high-achieving women who had trouble attributing their own success to themselves. But when you fast forward to today, men, women, and everybody experiences this phenomenon. The imposter syndrome we know today tends to affect people who are hard workers and high achievers, including many doctors, lawyers, academics, and celebrities. These feelings of self-doubt can bring up a lot of intense emotions, including fear and stress, as well as affect job performance in any field you might be in, while also increasing the rate of burnout. Symptoms and manifestations can include fear of being seen as a failure, feeling that overworking is the only way to meet expectations, feeling unworthy of attention or affection from peers or intimate relationships, downplaying accomplishments, holding back from reaching attainable goals or self-sabotage. At work, this could translate into successes are often seen as a fluke or a fallacy in the system rather than attributing to hard work or your ability. This often holds people back from asking for a promotion or increase in pay. They might also feel like they have to overwork themselves to achieve impossibly high standards that they've set for themselves, leading to premature burnout or stress. You didn't want to say exacerbated? No, I didn't. (laughs) I can't say say successes, so exacerbated (laughs) is probably not going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) Writing Alyssa had a lot of faith in you. Oh God, I I love writing Alyssa, but writing today Alyssa was has not a lot of faith. Editing Alyssa knows a lot of truth. <laughs> <laughs> editing Alyssa is like, mm-hmm, yep, that wavelength. Editing Alyssa is like, okay, delete. <laughs> That's so funny. <sighs> okay, editing Alyssa. Here we go. At school, students might avoid speaking up in class or asking questions for fear that the teacher or their classmates might actually think that they're clueless or incompetent. They might not ask important questions to understand larger topics and blame that for later failures in the course. In relationships, this could translate into some people feeling unworthy of the affection they get from their significant other and fear that their partner will discover that they're not actually that great. Sometimes people actually self-sabotage relationships and end it before the other person can. 
there's a whole study about this um, in psychology that of different kinds of attachment styles. We definitely don't have time to delve into that today, but if you are interested, it is really, really fascinating. So hmm. I have a lot of feelings on why musicians tend to develop this imposter syndrome. And I think one of the biggest reasons is that from the beginning of our training, we are entirely pitted against each other, whether that be in school, in competitions, in auditions. I couldn't agree more. Mm. So Ellen, I'm gonna, recording Alyssa is going to set us a five minute timer <laughs> and we're going to we're going to soapbox for just a minute. We're just going to soapbox because I have a lot of feelings about this. I'm going to set a five minute timer and I get to rant <laughs> and go. So I feel like because we're pitted against each other as musicians, we are not allowed to make friendships. We are not allowed to make connections. We're not, we're not allowed to just be free and try new things. And for me, that's, that's the fun. That's the fun in music. Personally, we've said it before and I will say it again. I don't believe in competitions. I think they're goddamn stupid. I think that pitting us against each other for money is one of the worst possible things we can do for our industry. I understand that some people make their living off of competitions. I think that it's outdated, that it's elitist, and honestly, it it eliminates a lot of people who could apply because they can't afford the applications. And it only highlights people who can sing high notes or really, really low notes. It and they can't always sing highlight. a full role. They can't sing a full yeah. role. Why do I care if you can sing for seven minutes if you can't sing a full role? I don't care. Yeah, it really only highlights specific things and it really does cut out a lot of different people who, who Especially have marginalized amazing voices. Yeah, oh, 100% marginalized community. That's a whole other rant that could be ranted for I need more than five a long, long time. Yeah, for sure. But competitions, just voice type wise, not even getting into anything deeper than the surface level, it really does marginal. It, it cuts out people who would get work, have amazing voices, have amazing technique, but they don't sing, you know, uh, really, really high notes or um, they're not like a held in tenor or sing really, really loud or something like that. And so therefore it really only is good and adds a lot of accolades for those specific types of people. And for me, it really just, it highlights the people who can do the fireworks and but if you only know how to do the fireworks, there's so much more to music than just being able to do coloratura, to do high notes, to do low notes, to do whatever special talent you have. Yes, I love that you can do it. I don't think that society comparing us to each other and pitting us against each other like a WWE match, except for singers in prettier clothes and more clothes, honestly, if we're being honest. If we're going to compare it to WWE, <laughs> we're just in more clothes in general. But <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair because it's all biased. It's all biased. I have never seen a competition. I have been a performer since 2001. I have never seen a competition that was unbiased. I competed. I have never seen an unbiased judge group. Because there is no such thing. Oh, definitely. And it's all based upon opinion. There is no yeah, such thing. It, it's all, music, it's, it's very opinionated. It's all personal. Music is, it's art. And all art is personal and opinionated, which is 
which is fabulous, which makes art art, but that that doesn't bode well in competition. It also, you know? it also ties back to my belief of how competitions started. This is not real history. This is not historically accurate. I have not fact-checked this, but <laughs> the rich people wanted to see all of the singers perform, and they said, dance, little chickens, and we did. And I mean, I feel like that's where the starving artist trope started. And I am fucking over it. I am over the starving artist trope. We don't need to be starving artists. We are not starving artists. We are fully functional adult humans. And it's also interesting that uh, most competitions are geared towards young people, which um, just then in and of itself leans itself to imposter syndrome, leans itself in uh, because we're not fully formed against each other. When you're young, yep, exactly. When you're young, you're already insecure because you're young. You're not fully formed, and so it just it just plays into all these other terrible things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not a good system. It highlights some really, really terrible things in the music industry that we're all now, you know, waking up to looking at trying to dismantle and competitions, pitting ourselves against each other really just plays into the imposter syndrome and plays into these other things in our business that need to be dismantled. And because the five minute timer just went off, I just want to end it with The reason why I don't do competitions, this is what I tell my students, this is what I tell my friends. I do not do competitions because I refuse to battle my friends for money. They are worth more more to me than that. That's so true. My friends are worth more to me than a $500 cash prize. And that's our five minutes, friends. (laughs) And that's our rant. (laughs) If you don't agree, we apologize you had to sit through that, but... (laughs) I'm I'm not apologizing. If you disagree, you can disagree. We are adults. We can have different opinions. That is the magic of being able to have different opinions. A hundred percent. If you want me to be in your competition, I will say no. And that's why. Back to imposter syndrome, Ellen. (laughs) We don't. And segue. And back to (laughs) imposter syndrome. Ellen, let's identify the root causes. That's funny. Uh, So... One way to battle imposter syndrome is identifying the root cause. Dr. Valerie Young, who is a leading expert in imposter syndrome, has identified five types of imposter syndrome styles. So the first one is the perfectionist. You have very high standards for yourself. Even when you're achieving something great, you think you should have done it better. Number two is the expert. People have told you that you're an expert musician or expert in this, so you feel pressured to prove them right. I feel like that leads into savants as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The third one is the natural genius. From a young age, people have told you that you have a natural talent for music, so you feel frustrated when something doesn't really come easy to you. I feel like natural genius is a lot of people who think that uh, they don't need to practice because they're just good at it. But talent can only get you so far. That is the biggest fact ever. I mean, I'm also in that pool. I fight that every day. I was just about to say, I am not, this is not my trope. I am not the natural genius, but there are certain things that I have found, oh, I can procrastinate that. I can procrastinate that. And it never Mm -hmm. got me far ever. And it always bit me in the ass. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) The fourth is the soloist. You feel like you need to do everything by yourself. If you ask for help, you'll just be admitting that you don't really know what you're doing. 
And the fifth is the superhero, which is definitely me. You feel the need to do it all. You overwork yourself to prove to everyone around you that you're worthy of your accomplishments. Which one are you, Alyssa? I'm three, natural genius. I So I was big fish, small pond. I grew up being told, you're so talented. You're really good at this. Da, 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 da. And then I got to college and I didn't practice. And I was mm-hmm. frustrated when I wasn't getting parts that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's because I didn't know my music. Like, yeah. that's that was why. I, I wasn't practicing. And I was getting in trouble for not practicing. And my teachers, oh, I wish they would have called me out on it sooner. No one called me out on it till my junior year of college. But <laughs> literally people just going, you just don't know it. You just don't know your music. Yep. And I went, yep. no, I don't. No, I sure don't. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you are not wrong. That is not me. I am not the natural genius, but I have done that also. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't practice my music. I mean, there's a difference between being told you're so talented and just not practicing. Like, I didn't practice because I was like, well, I'm fine. I already have skills. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I practiced because I was like, I just want to sing. And everyone's like, yeah, if you want to sing, you have to like work hard and it's like oh like I just want to perform though I just want to perform like oh see I didn't want to do the work hard yeah I didn't either I didn't either I just wanted to perform I was like that's good enough right like I do these things cool like this I do these things well like cool but they're like no you just don't know shit but I I am not the natural genius I am definitely the superhero I am always like I'm gonna do it all I'm going to everyone's like gonna think that I'm great because I'm doing all these things when in fact, I really just need to ask for help because I people already see that I'm good at what I do and that I do it well, and I just need to ask for help. So let's talk how to overcome moments of imposter syndrome and bring yourself back from what I am lovingly calling the pit of despair. <laughs> Perfect Thank you, title. Princess Bride. First thing you need to do is separate your feelings from fact. When we let the little voice in our head lead chances are it's not always going to be nice things that it has to say when it feels stressed out. Start by simply just naming your emotions. This is something that I very recently learned how to do. I am 29 and I'm just learning how to do this. Some examples of these feelings are fear, anger, excitement, doubt, anxiety, and shame. For me, those are the most common feelings that uh, my little voice says when I start getting stressed. Next, Listen to what that little voice is actually saying. Is it a fact or is it a story? Is it, oh my God, they don't love me because I don't know my music? Or is it, oh my God, I don't know my music? Like, those are different stories. (laughs) Those are different stories. If it's a story, can you thank little voice for sharing its feelings, but also remind it that these stories aren't always true. If the story is they don't love me because, that's not true. You're speaking for other people. That is not a true story. That is a story that Little Voice is saying because it's scared. So can you say thank you so much for telling me that you're scared? I hold you, I see you, but that's not true. If your mind is saying, I don't know what I'm talking about, remind yourself that you know more than you think you do and are capable of learning. And don't forget to take note of your accomplishments. What are you doing really well? You're definitely doing something well. So make sure you write it down, no matter how small it is, and just look at all the wonderful things that you do. Something else that's super important is stop putting other people on a pedestal. I, for one, I have a giant picture of Renee Fleming on my wall. I love that woman (laughs) to death. And she is wonderful. 
But no one is perfect, and it's not fair to expect that of anyone, especially our heroes. Yeah, stop comparing yourself to others. This is the easiest rabbit hole to jump down. Remember that you are not other people. They are not you, and you are not them. You are the only one living the life that you lead. Our physical bodies are different, which affects how we sound day to day. Let go of comparison and pitting yourself against your friends and colleagues. Start to reframe how you view failure. Failures are how we learn, but not everything bad that happens is a failure. Sometimes not landing a leading role or acing a test, it's not a failure, but a highlight of a skill set that could use some focus. For me, I know that I was really good at acting class or dance class, but to this day, I still cannot wrap my head around a theory test, let alone fixed dough, which can honestly go die. I do not believe in fixed <laughs> dough. I will, I will die on that hill. While there may be past events that validate your fear of failure, they don't have to paralyze you. Reframing your ideas about failure can really boost your sense of autonomy. This mindset can help you access past lessons to find creative ways to improve, master new skills, and keep going. Make sure you're talking to others. Sitting in isolation when you're on a shame spiral is the last thing we need. Very that. Right? Oh my gosh. As Brene Brown says, shame thrives on loneliness. Talk to your trusted friends and family about how you're feeling. Sometimes just saying something out loud is all you need to get it out of your own head. You can also talk to a therapist or a mental health counselor. It's always okay to ask for help. And I'm going to say that again because (laughs) this is something that we need to remember and remind ourselves because this is my trope. It is always okay to ask for help. If you feel like the little voice in your head is taking over, seek out a professional to talk through it and find more permanent solves that will serve you best. I think the most important part about that is remembering that you don't have to be a martyr for this business. No. You should never be a martyr for this business. Music will not live or die based on one person. Nope. Full stop. And you'll never be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. There is living in your highest power, living in your highest self, in the honor of your highest self. But putting the future of music. Let's talk about that for two seconds. The future of music, putting that on your own shoulders... That's not your burden to bear. No. Nobody's That's not burden. something that only one person can bear. Absolutely not. It's it's never going to happen. So I highly encourage you to start letting that go. Know that asking for help is such an important step. We all need to ask for help. We all need it. And you'll be better after it also. You'll feel better. You won't be dealing with oh, these so struggles. so much better. Oh, my God. Once I started going to therapy. Oh, my gosh. I know. Life got so much better. Like, it got annoying for a minute, but, like, it's so much better. It's annoying, but it's better. It's like once you get over that hump, once you ask for the help, once you go to therapy, when, whatever that means for you, once you start it, it, it's very hard to start. But once you get going, you feel so much better. Yeah. Let's talk self-care homework to strengthen yourself against letting imposter syndrome settle in. First homework assignment is positive affirmations. Sometimes the absolute last thing I want to do is sit there and say my affirmations to remind myself that I'm strong and smart and resilient. It feels silly and dumb and pointless when I'm in an active shame spiral, but they do help start to snap me out of the funk. Your thoughts dictate your actions, so why not actively try to utilize them as a tool rather than seeing your thoughts as the enemy? I want you to come back to separating your feelings from your facts. 
What are the positive facts? Can you learn from the past to grow in the future? What are you proud of today that you can start to do every day? Make a full sentence and say it out loud or write it down somewhere you can see it regularly. Maybe even make a recording of it on your phone to listen to when you don't want to say it all out loud. This is something that I have really, really leaned on because for some reason, my brain, when I start to do my positive affirmations, it's like, this is dumb. It's dumb. You're dumb. This is dumb. That's my brain. That's the little voice. Too. Mine too. Little voice in there just going, no, this is dumb. You're dumb. This is a dumb thing to do. So playing it out loud on something else has been a absolute game changer. This active manifestation helps to pivot unhelpful thoughts to empowering ones, which in turn will increase your self-confidence. Also, practice taking note of and separating feeling versus fact in your daily life. You can strengthen this mental muscle by doing it every day, no matter what you're working on. Use it on a walk, in the park, or during a call with your best friend. What do you feel and what is a fact? What is that little voice in your head telling you? Start setting realistic expectations for yourself. While aspiring to do better is healthy, placing overly demanding standards on yourself can leave you feeling defeated and destroy your self-confidence when you inevitably fall short of unrealistic goals. Instead, try to enhance your strengths while also finding realistic ways to improve your skills that work towards a goal or a task. This might look like breaking down a cadenza into one measure at a time rather than trying to learn the whole thing at once, which can be really overwhelming. It can look like working on your whistle register one note at a time rather than trying to sing a G6 every single time that you start practicing. Not that I've done that. That's not a personal, that's not a personal thing that's happened at all, not based <laughs> on a true story. Attainable goals can also look like tiny check marks on a mile-long to-do list, but those baby steps towards a reasonable objective help you focus on your progress rather than the things you have yet to achieve. This can help you stay on track, whereas placing the bar too high can backfire and will most likely sabotage your success in the long run. Always remember to celebrate your wins and celebrate what makes you unique. That is what's going to get you the gig. That's what's going to make you feel better internally. And that's what makes you a person. That's, yeah, that makes, that is what makes you, you. There is nobody like you, just like there is nobody like that other person that we idolize or that colleague that we compete against. You are you, they are them. Celebrate who you are and what makes you truly unique. I think that accepting luck as part of the equation is something that's super important to do. Sometimes all you need is to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. And that's okay. It's knowing the right people. It's networking. It's putting yourself out there. It's how I landed my off-Broadway gig, honestly. I applied within the first hour of them posting it. How the hell could I have known that? I had no idea. I was scrolling through backstage and I just applied because it looked fun. And when I walked into the room composer was there and he looked at me and he said I heard your tape and I stopped listening to everyone else because he liked how I sounded he liked how I could do different things and he liked my voice and how I liked to act sometimes luck is just where you are and that's okay another thing you can do is to keep a praise folder keep all the nice little things that people say about you on a list on your phone or in a folder or in your email somewhere where you can look at it and remind yourself when you're having a bad day, start to flip through some of these and just accept all the nice things that people think about you. 
I want to encourage you to do this not just about music. I want to encourage everyone listening to this podcast to write down the nice things people say about you in all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. You are not just a musician. You're not just music. You are so much more than that. I have a running list of nice things people have written about me at the yoga studio as a performer. I have nice things that people emailed to me that I have saved in a little folder somewhere on my email, on my phone. And when I'm in the middle of a shame spiral, that is what gets me through. Because it's not about who I am as a job. It's about who I am as a person. And that's always more important. And on the flip side of that too, who you are as a person and taking care of yourself as a person, physically and mentally, whatever that may be, plays into you as a job. So it only makes more sense to take care of you as a person to feed your soul and your mind as a person because that will only help your job. So if you're really focused on your job and you're like, but but wait, <laughs> the job is important. It is important, but you can't do the job if you're not taking care of yourself. But it's not everything. And it is definitely not everything. It is just a job. It will never be everything. There is always going to be a difference between a job, a career, and you. And I think that's a great way to wrap up this episode. Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, sign up for our newsletter to gain access to our monthly freebies and other updates. Ellen and I want to make sure that we can keep getting new information out to our singing community, but to do that, we need your help. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. Reviewing the podcast wherever you listen helps us reach new listeners around the world, but if you didn't like what you're hearing, you can keep it to yourself. That's totally fine. (laughs) Looking for the resources we mentioned today? Check out our show notes to see everything we use to make this episode. And if you want to buy us a coffee to enjoy while we're creating these episodes, you can drop us a tip wherever you follow us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.